Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning. This is Michael Goldsmith. I'm with Father Will Thompson here at St. James Coffee. It's a beautiful day out. We are happy to be with you today here in Rochester, Minnesota, in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Uh, we are just glad to be here. Uh, St. James just celebrated eight years. Uh, I believe. I know. St. James uh, feast day is 725. Yep. Happy, so, happy belated birthday it to St. James Coffee yep. House. They are doing well here. They are, we have some, a crowd here who is uh, hearty and full of... Uh, conversation this morning having some coffee and we're just blessed to be here so full of caffeine yes (laughs) absolutely yeah no no i um i know it was a great celebration on saturday Uh, i had a morning full of uh activities and coffee and uh, a lot lot of camaraderie uh it's been a wonderful eight years for saint james coffee were you here for the celebration you know i i wasn't able to be in i couldn't get uh, here either but 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 i was here on the wednesday before and and there were some people here that were celebrating early so yeah. well that, here we are the wednesday after they still got decorations exactly. up so I, I still feel like i'm celebrating yes. you know I, I feel like i'm part of the, the you know the birthday party yes exactly <laughs> well should we start with prayer father absolutely in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen heavenly father we give you thanks and praise for the many blessings in our lives we ask you to touch our hearts today by speaking a word that rouses us by showing us your truth your goodness your beauty help us to live more fully in your love and to let that love overflow from our lives to those around us we ask this through christ our lord amen amen father and son the holy spirit amen amen well father it's just a great day again uh always a great day especially when the sun's shining i mean it just kind of tells us that god's there but i mean every day is great god is always with us so uh this morning we are going to be talking to uh Father Matt Wagner from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and and but first we're going to go to our production assistant for a preview of the show. Alrighty, thank you, Michael. Here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. There are great graces that come from being newly ordained. What are those graces? Father Matt Wagner will be with us to share the ways God has blessed him in his ministry so far. And do you take time to invest in your marriage? We're not talking about financial investment. We're talking about investment in the covenant you made with your spouse and God. If it's something you've never thought about, Peter and Teresa Martin of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester will share why now is the time to start investing. So much excitement has been building for the opening of the Little Log Church in Sawyer, Minnesota. Why all this excitement? Deacon Brian Bassa will share all the details about this beloved church. This and a whole lot more coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Michael? Yes, thank you, Eli. We appreciate that. And welcome uh, back, Eli. He's been gone for a while, so we're blessed to have him back. There are great graces that coming from being newly ordained. What are those graces? Well, we have Father Matt Wagner, with, and he'll be with us to share those ways that God has blessed him in his ministry so far. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing today? I am great. Thanks for being with us this morning. 
are, are you doing well? Yeah, yeah, we're hanging in there. We're, we're just <laughs> right. over a month, month into ministry. So. <laughs> I hear you. Well, and you've been, and you've had ministry as you've gone through seminary and through your discernment. Right, so, right. but yes, in your in your actually priestly ministry and and in service of both the bishop, uh, the church itself, and of course Jesus Christ, you are with just over a little month of a month that you have been graced with that uh, that great grace, Father. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Father Matt. This is Father Will Thompson. Good to talk to Good you. Good morning, Father Thompson. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as you're as you're a, a month in, uh, the hands are probably still a little wet uh, from uh, from the chrism uh, be, being uh, you know being given to you. Um, you know, you know, sh- sharing uh, sharing in the priesthood. I know things can happen pretty quickly. Uh, what is what have been some of the great graces that you have experienced from God so far in your priesthood? Yeah, you know, the the last uh, month has really been a whirlwind. Uh, I'd say probably two of the biggest graces, which I mean, I think most priests, new priests, would say this, but uh, certainly being able to offer the mass is uh, is an incredible gift. I mean, mm-hmm. to, to go from you know, going to Mass every day and being able to participate at the altar as a deacon to then being able to offer a Eucharistic sacrifice uh, yourself is just, it's an absolute gift. Um, and, and so, too, hearing confessions is um, is just, it's, it's, it's so beautiful. Uh, you get to see the mercy of God uh, tangible, you know, each, each and every time you enter the confessional. Um, and that reminds you of your own need for mercy, too. So it's a very, very humbling, uh, beautiful experience. That's that's just great. I, I, of course, we can't imagine as as laity, but of course, we are a part of that when we come into the confessional. So we are a part of that mercy. We are being bestowed upon through the impersona of Christ as you sit there, Father, and we are gaining the graces through that forgiveness of what the church has. Uh, uh, been able to bestow upon the people throughout the the ages here and yeah. the great the greatness of what Jesus Christ has passed down upon his uh, apostolic church and upon his priest so with that yeah. you know what is the greatest grace that you that that you can kind of think of that uh, and what's and then maybe kind of tie into what's the most challenging part as coming on to being uh, you know a newly ordained priest sure well it's again you know, the, the Mass and Confessions, those are probably the, the two greatest graces that, you know, you typically hear of, but the greatest grace has also probably been the greatest challenge. And I, I think the greatest grace over the last month um, has been a new sense of a reliance on the Holy Spirit. Uh, because as you as you enter ministry, I've heard, I had heard from people, you know, there's no way to prepare you for ministry, to, you know, for the priesthood. There's nothing that can prepare you entirely for it. Um and so over the last month, there's been so many experiences, just time and again, where I've had to just say, Holy Spirit, I have no clue what I'm doing, you know, help <laughs> me out. And, uh, and that's really been such a, it's, it's such a humbling and beautiful time to rely on the Holy Spirit for, for absolutely everything. And I think that's also been the most challenging part, is, uh, is to just every single day commit my life to God, wake up in the morning and say, all right, Lord, I don't know what today's going to hold, but... You know, Holy Spirit, please work through me and help me to be a, a good and holy and humble instrument uh, in your hands. So it's been it's been very uh, it's been very challenging, but in a really beautiful and kind of uh, <laughs> humbling way. 
Yeah, no, Father Matt, you've got a great approach there. Keep it up. I, you know, I remember talking to newly ordained uh, over the years, and you know, there's kind of two uh, two general responses uh, that they give. You know, in those first couple of months, the first one is, "You never told me, that, you know, what this was going to be like." <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I mean, like we know we know some things, but it's like I didn't think it was going to be like this. Like, no, no, we did tell you, but like you said, you just can't you just can't comprehend. Uh, um, I think in many ways, it's it's like marriage. That's you know, yeah. you know, you kind of know some things, but you don't know the whole package uh, until you're yeah. there. Uh, the other thing that is quite remarkable is that as soon as you are ordained, it doesn't matter to people that you know you've been ordained for a month or less. Uh, you're a priest. And so they expect you to jump right in uh, with the sacraments. They expect you to jump right in and, you know, having answers for uh, whatever it is that they are experiencing. Um, And that is a great challenge, but it's a great blessing, uh, especially when you, um, you know, experience that gift of humility to say, all right, Holy Spirit, I I need you uh, to be here with me. Right, right. I got nothing, so help me out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening in to Real Presence Live. We're talking with Father Matt Wagner, a newly ordained priest of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. I'm Father Will Thompson, along with Michael Goldsmith. Uh, so, Father Matt, uh, you know, as you're getting into uh, parish life now, I know you've been uh, having some masses of Thanksgiving and uh, been able to spend a little bit of time with family, but uh, but also getting to know the parish. What what could you tell us about the parish that you're at for uh, this uh, uh, the start of your priesthood? Sure. So I'm at uh, I'm at our cathedral here in Winona, Minnesota, the Cathedral of the Sacred Heart. Um, and I want to say it has about a thousand families, so it's you know it's a pretty good size. Um, and that's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty active parish. It seems like there's a lot of things going on and a lot of things that are, are kind of starting up. I know we're starting the ELF program soon. Um, you know, there's, there's a Newman Center nearby at the Winona State Campus. Uh, we have a, a, a church that's clustered with uh, the cathedral, in a sense, uh, the St. Casimir's Parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a much smaller community. So, yeah, each weekend I have at least two Masses um, for, for Saturdays, Saturday night and Sunday. Um, so I've been, yeah, I've been staying pretty busy, and uh, uh, yeah, the people are absolutely incredible. Uh, they've been very patient with me. Given that it has about a thousand families, I've been telling people when Jesus says to forgive seventy times seven, He had me in mind. But I, I, <laughs> it's going to take me a bit to remember the names and the faces, and you know, it's that's the that's the joy and kind of the struggle of, of being a new priest too is, is trying to figure out, all right, who who are these people who I'm I'm going to be father to over the next. Uh, at least years, so getting to know those folks. Yeah, I'm sure that takes a while. I've only known a couple priests, and Monsignor Schmitz was one of them that could remember everybody. So <laughs> don't feel oh, bad. Yeah. Don't, don't feel bad about that. I mean, not everybody's blessed with. I'm certainly not that way. So I forget names all the time. So it's. Um, is it a little bit different being at the cathedral? I mean, there's probably a little more events with with having the bishop be a part of the the, the seat there. But uh, you know, is there that that question to you? And then you know, what are you most look looking forward to in the first year of your ministry? Sure. Yeah. You know, the bishop is is kind of in and out. You know, he he does a very really good job of being present around the diocese at a lot of different masses, churches, and events. Um, so, you know, he, he lives right next door, but I, I don't see him all that often. Oh, okay. But he, he will stop in for, you know, you know, masses here and there, or for, um, you know, in September we're going to have the re-consecration of our diocese to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, so yeah. I, I think he'll be, he'll be uh, celebrating that mass. But, 
you know, over the over the next year, I think something that I really look forward to, I was asked by uh, Bishop Quinn to be uh, a, kind of a co-teacher, uh, to be teaching at our, our Catholic school here in Winona, at Cotter mm. uh, High School. And so, uh, especially given that I have no background in education, uh, and I went to public school actually growing up, uh, I am absolutely enthralled about the, the, the prospect of teaching and to be present uh, in, in the setting of Catholic education. I can't wait to, to dive right in, uh, to get to know the students, and to, I'm teaching a, or co-teaching a class on the Paschal Mystery. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm, I'm certainly excited for that. No, and that's going to be a great blessing for you, Father Matt. I know when I, sure. um, you know, when, when I was when I was getting ready to enter college, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. It wasn't I didn't start thinking about the priesthood until uh, after my sophomore year of college. But, but the one thing I knew I did not want to do was teach. The <laughs> yep. you know, teaching was Same. definitely off the list. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> and I ended up teaching for the first four years of my priesthood, and it really was one of the greatest blessings uh, that that, yeah. that I experienced. You know, I think it's helped me in my preaching uh, because mm, yep. you, know, you, you know if you can explain something to teenagers you can pretty much explain it to, to anybody um, right. and there's that tran- that transition from what you have learned in seminary to be able to share it um, yeah, you find it being more open and just kind of let it flow rather than trying to be you know to kind of give Father Matt a little bit you know just to kind of let it you know come out rather than trying to be so prescribed on it you know well, right, and it's, right. I mean, you have to have that. I understand that, but I yeah. mean. Yeah, but you, you know, you're right there. You see their faces, mm-hmm. and you know if you need to repeat right. something or uh, exactly. explain it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the other transitions you know, that uh, you're experiencing this first year uh, is a transition uh, out of seminary and, and not being a student anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, certainly it's a, a different experience going from student to teacher. Um, but, uh, but is there anything that's... Um, you know, you're going to miss uh, about seminary, or or maybe things you're, you know, you're 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 okay with not having to go back uh, in, in in August for for more seminary. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm certainly uh, I'm I'm definitely going to miss probably first and foremost uh, the fraternity because um, especially our, with our diocese sending all of our our theologians to one seminary out in Detroit. Um, you know, I was very, very close with all six of, or I suppose all, all five of the guys that I was out in seminary with last year. Uh, so to go from, you know, living in community to, uh, to in, yeah, certainly live in community here in Winona, but it's, again, it's, it's kind of learning how to relive in community now as a priest and understanding my identity is that. I'll miss, I'll, I'll miss that aspect of kind of having the good fraternity and camaraderie, but I certainly will not miss the, the tests and the quizzes and the pressure of the, the papers <laughs> and uh, comps and all those things. So I'm, I'm grateful to God that now I get to uh, sit back and watch students, you know, go through those crosses as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you'll be sitting back, but <laughs> you'll have a lot to do. <laughs> but yeah, I know, yeah, I know no, what I you're saying, brother. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. It's so great for you to be with us. We are so blessed as a diocese to have you as one of our ordained priests. I, I, pers- I was there at the uh, or- ordination mass. It was absolutely beautiful. You are, um, and your, your, your talk afterwards, not your homily, but I mean you gave a, a little bit of after you were ordained, and uh, sure. I can just see the, I can see the joy in your life, the, the graces that are bestowed upon you, and just that you are just awesome. Is there anything else you want to add to, to before we go? We have about 30 seconds here. 
You know, if, if there are any young men uh, who are thinking about the priesthood, it is the most incredible journey you will ever make. Um, the whole seminary process and parents and got, you know grandparents uh, encourage your kids because uh, it wasn't something that I had planned. And yet again, I mean, this has been the greatest, greatest blessing in my life. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't ask for anything more. That's so great. Again, we're so blessed to have you. You are just awesome. I know you're going to be great in everything that you do, Father. We're going to be praying for you. RPR will Thank be you. praying for you, and I know a lot of people in the diocese, especially the Sarans, will be praying for you. So uh, know that you are loved and that uh, the graces for all of our priests are, are there and that we need you, and we absolutely thank you for that. So thank you, Father. Well, praise God. Thank you all so much for your yep. prayers and encouragement. Yes, God bless you. Thanks Talk to you later. So, Father, we are truly blessed to have you, and thank you again for your witness, and we'll continue to pray for you. We look forward to having you back again. So coming up next, if you have a prayer intention, stay with us. We are going to pray for those intentions that with Pray For Lee, yours. Also, if you have a question later on, please call in at 877-795-0122, and we'll do that when Father is ready for straight talk. And we have Peter and Teresa Martin coming up later how you can invest in your marriage. So this is Michael Goldsmith, and I'm with Father Will Thompson here at St. James Coffee, and you are listening to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. It's the 63rd Annual PRCA Champions Ride Saddle Bronc Match, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRCA Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in the live Calcutta of Cowboys on August the 2nd. The Champions Ride August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Exit 7 on I-94 east of Beach, North Dakota. Gates open at 10. The excitement begins at 1. Advanced tickets and information at hotrmd.com. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. 
Now, back to the show. Welcome back, and thanks for listening to Real Presence Live. It's time now for our Pray Fully Yours segment. Whenever we have a priest on, we are going to be doing this segment. So almost every day we hear prayers, requests across from the listening area for different intentions. So we hold these needs close in prayer at RPR. So we'd like to invite you to kind of slow down and listen this morning to take a moment and just kind of stop what you're doing and join us in prayer specifically for these intentions. And here are our intentions today. As we join together today in prayer, uh, we are first of all mindful of Father Matt and all of the newly ordained priests in our diocese this year. We pray that God would give them the grace of perseverance, the grace of fidelity to their promises, the grace of openness to being conformed more and more to the image of Christ. May God give them the strength that they need May God give them support that they need to remain a priest forever. For this we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for Paul, who is seeking employment. May he be able to take some time in silence with the Lord, deeply listening to his plans for him, and then follow the path he is asking him to take. We pray that Paul would have that openness and would continue to seek not only employment but to seek the Lord and when he finds him to follow him. For this we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray this morning also for John. We pray that the Lord would heal the pain in his lower back and right hip. We pray that God would bring him to full health but if that is not possible we pray also that he would unite his suffering to Christ for the redemption of his soul and for the conversion of sinners may he know of God's presence with him through this pain and through healing for this we pray Lord hear our prayer We pray also for Kelly. We pray that she may recover her wedding photos and another lost item. We ask for St. Anthony's intercession for her, that she would recover these dear items, these remembrances of truly God's goodness in her life. May God remind her always of his presence, and of the grace of matrimony that she has received. For this we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for Shelley's intercession. Shelley would like to pray for her church's Labor Day picnic. She prays, and we pray, that it is a success, that they have plenty of help, that they have a beautiful and comfortable day that there is safety for everyone there. May it be a day that builds up their community of faith. May it be a day that helps them to be more united as the mystical body of Christ. For this we pray. Lord, hear our prayer. We unite all of our prayers, trusting 
in the goodness of God, trusting in God's mercy, trusting in God's healing. And we pray together in the words our Savior taught us. Our Our Father, who art art in heaven, hallowed hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Thanks for taking the time to pray with us for these RPR family members and their needs. If you have a specific intention and you would like to be prayed for, please visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and submit it under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also go to our Facebook page and send it in that way, or if you have an intention and you're on our app, you can simply click to prayer request on that main screen when you pull up the app. Again, this is Michael Goldsmith, and this is Father Will Thompson. Thank you for being with us with Real Presence Live. We'll be back in just a moment. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. If you're having a difficult day or need some support, log on to yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on Prayer Requests. From here, we invite you to send us your prayer needs so we can pray specifically for those intentions. And if you have time, scroll down on the homepage to personally pray for the needs of other members of the RPR family. Visit yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on Prayer Requests. You can also send intentions to us from the main screen of our app. We're blessed to be able to join you in prayer. Real Presence Radio wants to honor our fathers. As Catholics, we see our priests as spiritual fathers. We have so many great priests in our listening area who model and guide us to a closer relationship with our Heavenly Father. Each week on Real Presence Live, we will honor our spiritual fathers with a dozen donuts donated by a local business to share with their staff. And of course, a good father would want to share. Let us know who you would like to honor. And each week, we will draw a name to share stories of great spiritual fathers. Visit your Catholic radio station to honor your father today. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. Welcome back. This is Real Presence Live. I am Michael Goldsmith. We're here with Father Will Thompson. 
at St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, where the road's just about done. And people can (laughs) freely flow back and forth into this. Oh, it's it's happening. It's actually happening. They've got pavement down now. They're working on some landscaping. We we need the infrastructure, but it's just been taking so long. But, you know, it it gives us a gives us the humility and the and the virtue of of patience right that's that's right that's (laughs) right but but really i mean it's it's been been a time of gratitude as well i mean they've you know for as long as this has taken they've been very diligent uh you know that the workers have been great there haven't been any injuries that i'm aware of no uh so things have really gone and it's been a wet it's just been a wet season so you know now it's finally drying out so they can get it all done but uh it's great to be here with you this morning and I know that uh, uh, we had just talked about the birthday with St. James, and it's just uh, great, this new evangelization. Of course, we're part of it with Real Presence Radio, but this is just a unique call to that, and it's just another way for us to gather and speak about the kingdom of God. And Well, and, and even you know, even just tying into, I mean, I know we talk about the road construction at least every time I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, because it's, uh, you know, it's right outside my front door, yep. so I, I notice it quite a bit. But, it, you know, it has a, had an effect on, the, you know, the new evangelization right, right. here at St. James because uh, they do have their regulars uh, yep. that will come in. Uh, and it was hard for them to who, get in here, yeah. There are people who come in for Bible studies, for conversation, for, uh, you know, some, um, you know, just some good Christian friendship, but there's also people who'd come in for their regular cup of coffee, Absolutely. and it's a wonderful opportunity for them to, you know, just have, you know, this experience of seeing, right. you know, the, the, the Catholic life being lived. Yeah, exactly. Well, it is time. We're excited to bring you this segment on Real Presence Live. It's called Straight Talk, and it's your opportunity to share your questions and comments and topics relating to the faith on things happening in the world around us our local hosts and our priests and when we hear the sound it's time to call 877-795-0122 if you don't have a phone and hopefully you're not calling while you're driving because the new law goes into effect tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow but hey, hey let's we, get into the practice here today we Why can not? we can also do it on facebook and send in your question there so you could go on to that and and send it in that way so 877 We're waiting for your questions, and Father, we're going to try and stump you, and we're going to talk about also how we can make the devil is dumb and Christ is king, right? <laughs> I love that part. So. Well, yeah, no, I, I always chuckle when I when I hear that. I mean, the, you know, the devil's dumb part of the Christ is king. There's you know, yeah, nothing right. really funny about that, but there's nope. something very joyful about that. But, you know... You know, I've been thinking a little bit, you know, just, you know, again, with the, the, the road construction and, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, with, you know, different laws that are coming into effect uh, for those in our listening area that uh, uh, aren't in Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota is starting some new laws mm-hmm. uh, starting August 1st where, uh, you, you know, you can't use uh, a handheld device where, um, you know, you can't drive slow in the left lane. Um, I'm, I'm kind of happy about that mm-hmm. one. That's, that, that's nice. I, I mean, I try not yeah, to speed, you don't need but, to be speeding, but, no, I mean, like no. outrageously, but, I mean, in the it's just the flow of the traffic. We had a question a couple of weeks ago about that. Remember? Yeah. Uh, you know, can can you? Is it 
okay to, to drive five miles over the speed limit. You know, it's, right. <laughs> you're yeah. like, I'm not an authority on this, but I would say you have to judge that for yourself. So. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, I always, I always remember back in uh, driver's ed training uh, where they said, you know, you, you have the posted speed limit, but there's also the expectation that you go along with the, the flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to uh, create a dangerous uh, exactly. opportunity for, for someone else. But, you know, there, there's all these little things uh, that can kind of get in the way. Yeah. There's all these little things, these little stressors and how in are, life. And how is your mindset? Yeah. And even even during the summer, you know, we, we look at the summer and we think, you know, this is the time where we should be able to relax. This is the time mm-hmm. where life should be a little bit easier. Um, and hopefully it is a little bit easier for everybody out there. Uh, but there are still those stressors Absolutely. in life. And, you know, one of the ways that I think the evil one tries to get at us um, is by getting those little stressors in life or the big stressors nitpicking, uh, to yeah. nitpick us and to um, really, really erode uh, our confidence, uh, mm-hmm. our trust in God, uh, and those little stressors can bring us more and more to try to trust in ourselves. Trust, but, yeah. you know, for most of us, you know, our, our patience is limited. Yep. Uh, there's only Work so much. on those virtues, right? Exactly. And I love the little, even the sign of the cross is a very quick way for us to pull ourselves back into the presence of God. You know, if something's stressing, especially when you're driving, and it's just not good to be angry and and let yourself get uh, invoked in 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 that in letting the evil one come in in that moment. So, just a nice sign of the cross, or maybe Jesus, I trust in you, calling on the the Sacred Heart of Jesus with divine mercy. Just just something I'm just putting out there for people, especially if you're driving. But I mean, it can happen in other situations at work or what have you. But when you're in a car. That can turn dangerous very quickly if you if you get that that uh, invocation from from the evil one and 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 just kind of lose that mindset for a quick quick second and don't let that come out. Just say that little prayer, you know, the sign of the cross, or you know, Jesus, I trust in you, and let that let Jesus take over at that wheel, like Carrie Underwood saying, yeah. Jesus, take the wheel for me. I mean, not literally, but help help me in that moment. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. You know, it's. Uh you know, it's good to remind ourselves that we are not, you know, totally in charge. Right. Uh, we, you know, we don't we don't have control of everything. But you know, that it's one of the dangers of technology um, mm-hmm. is that it gives the false impression that we are in control. Right. Uh, that we yes, that we do have point. have the ability to you know take care of ourselves we don't have to be concerned right. about about other things because i can take care of everything right. I, can, I, I, I get, get an answer control. here or whatever right yep, yep we have a question that, coming up here father if we i'll read it to you here oh um let's see here is there some connection between rachel from the old testament as the mother of the 12 tribes of israel jacob's name and mary our mother in heaven it's a good question um you know, in the in the in, in the scriptural connections uh, that that we have in the Bible, um, I am not really aware of Rachel coming up uh, as one of those connections uh, between Rachel and Mary. Mm. Um, you know, I, uh, first of all, uh, the t- the twelve tribes of Israel, the twelve children of Jacob, um, there were four different mothers. Um, mm-hmm. So there were, there were four different mothers of the twelve tribes of, of Israel, and if my memory serves me correctly, Rachel is the mother of Joseph and of Benjamin, mm-hmm. uh, the, the two, the two yes. youngest. Yep. And so, you know, first, first Jacob, uh, you know, you know, uh, Jacob loved Rachel. Um, 
Uh, but he was first, you know, given Leah. Yeah, uh, right. a little bit of a surprise. Uh, uh, but you know, Jacob's name. Um, I'm trying to remember exactly what Jacob's name means. Uh, deceiver or trickster? Some, uh, something along know, that. Some, I don't recall. It, yeah, but lines. it's like yes. Yep. So it's a little bit of repayment uh, that he thinks he's marrying uh, his beloved and ends up getting his beloved's sister. Right. Um, and then there are different circumstances that come up. That uh, uh, you know, their their handmaids uh, become you know the mother. Of some mm-hmm. of the other children, um, and it always amazes me how you know, with you know, four, four mothers in there, and they all seem to stick together. Mm-hmm. That there is some kind of unity uh, in, in in the family. Um, but uh, but as far as that connection between Rachel and Mary, um, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know uh, if I've of, ever heard anything of, of on too, that too much yeah. in there. You know, the strongest connection that that we hear about in uh, in, in homilies and theological reflections would be the, the connection between Mary and Eve. Uh, so so you know, Eve is the the mother of creation uh, Mary is the mother of the new creation um, uh, that's you know you know the the, the fall was experienced uh, you know we just had this in the office of readings uh, uh, I just read it on uh, this last Saturday uh, for the memorial of Mary that you know we have uh, a garden a tree and well, I guess that was Adam. So that's, I'm, I'm missing the connection okay, there with, with Eve, but 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 we but we still we still do have uh, or no it was, it was, and uh, and the covenant and the covenant too, right? I mean, yep, being the bearer of the ark of the covenant and that's right, that's right. But there but there are a, a, you know a few other connections mm-hmm. uh, with, with with Mary. Um, you know, sometimes we see a connection between Mary and Hannah, right? Um, uh, especially with the Magnificat uh, yep. of, of Mary's song of praise, echoing Hannah's song right. of praise, um, which she would have probably read, and she—I mean—that's where she probably got inspiration from. And I mean, she mm-hmm. she was uh, with Saint Joachim and and Anne would have been uh, connected to the to the prayers and the and the. And those things that from the Old Testament, being Jewish, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the, with the law and everything, so that would be normal for her to hear those prayers, both in in the. I don't do they call did they call the synagogue back then? I don't remember what they called the. the t- I mean, there's the yeah. temple, but the, they had well, their in the local. Time of, in the time of Jesus, right? Uh, they would refer to a synagogue. They would have. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you know, you would have been those, that. So. Those started forming after the destruction of the of, temple in right. 587 okay. uh, BC. So she so. would have had those prayers. She would have known them. She probably knew them by heart because that's yeah. how they learn things. Yeah. Kind of like the Hail Mary and our Father. You know the things we teach our children. You know the scriptures. And I wish we would. I wish we would delve more deeply in for our children into the Psalms and into some of the praises and and the songs of God in the Old Testament. I think mm-hmm. that would. But it is what it is. And we did have uh, that. Jacob is the supplanter, or mm-hmm. uh, those one on, on the heels the, of others. So I, it's kind of in that deception kind of area that it's tying back to. So kind of, you are on the right track there. But so yeah, uh, we're waiting for your questions here for fathers. Kind of call us in and maybe stump father. Give us a question that you've really been struggling with, or something that you are wondering about. That was a great question that we had come in. Uh, 877-795-0122. I know you guys are out there. Don't feel like the phone lines are, you know, just call in. Give us your question, and we'll get to it as soon as we can, and we need your questions to help father, you know, 
teach us about what's going on and, you know, even something that maybe for uh, what we have going on in the world today with some of the things mm-hmm. that are happening. Uh, we just had a priest that was beat up in, in the sacristy in Poland okay. uh, doing very badly. Yes, um, there was another one that was stabbed. I believe he died. So there's, there's, ter- there's turmoil and things going on in the world we need to be aware of. Uh, we don't, it, it's not supposed to despair us because we can certainly pray, but, you know, in prayer, but those things are happening and, and we are being uh, persecuted uh, in many other areas. We have our own persecutions in our own life. We don't probably see them as closely as some people do in other areas of, of the world. But so call us, call us at 877-795-0122 with your questions for Father or go on Facebook and send us in a a question there if you're if you're the techie kind of person so <laughs> you know as we're as we were talking earlier about you know some of the stressors in life and how we how we overcome that um you know i, I really think one of the essential ways that jesus has given us is the celebration of the sacraments oh absolutely uh, and um you know, I, I I think we can we can agree that the cell, uh, the sacraments they give us grace, mm-hmm. that they strengthen us, that they encourage us in our faith, and yet you know there are periods in our lives where we can kind of feel like we're going through the motions. Right. You know, we kind of feel like okay, I've been doing the same thing week in week out for how many years now? And what's different? And, and, and what's different? <laughs> yeah. You know how is how is this really affecting me? And you know, on, on the one hand, you know, I think we can always say, well, you know, how, what, what would your life be without it? Now, that's an unknown. Uh, you know, you can't say for sure, uh, you know, exactly what that would look like. But I think, I think we can say with confidence that without the regular celebration of the sacraments in our lives, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we would not be as good off as we are. But then there are other periods in our lives where, you know, it's like, okay, I really want to be here, but, you know, I just, I just had my sister uh, uh, over. Um, oh, you know, she, she lives out of yep. state, and she has six kids, and mm-hmm. they, they test their parents. Yes. Uh, so they as, were all here children with do. you? They, they were all awesome. here. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> I remember when, when my sister was pregnant with her first child, she was talking with a friend, and, and her friend said, yeah, just plan on not really, you know, understanding everything that's going on at Mass for the next at least 20 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's, that's, that's kind of what's going to be, what's gonna right. be happening here. And, and she has experienced that in, in some ways. They have a system, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where um, you know, every now and then uh, one will uh, go to Mass and the other stays at, stays at home, take care of the kids, and uh, then the other, uh, the other will bring the kids to another Mass, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to, just to give a little bit more of an opportunity. But, but sometimes those experiences can just be frustrating for, you know, you know for those, those who have the children. It's like, okay, I mm-hmm. keep bringing my kids and, you know, their behavior is not improving. And, uh, you know, is, is this really doing anything? Yes. yes. Absolutely it is. Yes, it is. And it's a witness it to other people in the, in the church that the church is alive and that we need this. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you want to discipline. We've talked about this before. You know, you want to teach your children the proper respect and reverence. But they're children. They're going to, I mean, they're going to need times when you have to take them out or whatever, uh, you know, or you're going to try to do something in the pew. You could, people have to recognize that, too. And it's a grace. It's, it means that we're community. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we welcome this when we do our baptism, right, with our children. Yeah. But 
you don't just say uh, to the the father and mother, you know, you're going to take care of this and you're going to do all of it. No, you ask the whole, especially when it's done in inside the liturgy, you ask mm-hmm. the entire congregation, I, are I you remember. willing? Are I, you willing to help out here? I remember being at a, a baptism. I was uh, probably in my late teens. And uh, and it really hit me that particular day when when we were asked to you know you know do we reject Satan and all his works all mm-hmm. his promises do you believe in God the Father and and I just felt that connection I mean I didn't know the kid but I, I felt like you know I've got a responsibility right uh, to this to this mm-hmm. kid to you know to bear witness but even as much as we have that call to bear witness you know I I know I know there's a lot of young families out there that have the same receive the same uh, response mm-hmm. that my family received when we moved into uh, New Parish and you know I was three years old so I don't remember this myself right. but, but my parents remember you know they got the glare yeah, uh, they're right. like okay mm-hmm. you know you have to come here with all these kids and this is going to disrupt my prayer and, and, and that, that can be tough you know you were mentioning right. some of the persecution that we experience in the church but, but sometimes a lot of times the persecution is you know it's much more subtle right. um, and it, it's just those little things that make us feel like you know we don't belong here we're not welcome uh, yes. but you are you know, Another place for those that are, and I don't want to scold anybody, I'm just saying those that have that, maybe it's a little spot for them to do a sign of the cross or Jesus, help mm-hmm. me trust in you that this is important, that this family is here. Rather than, rather than getting upset about your own prayer, that you be, make that a part, part of your prayer, right? Yep. So we have a question here, Father, on Facebook from Ben. Father, what is, uh, sorry, what is it that gives you the most hope in our church today? Very good question. Oh, that is a good question. I'm, I'm going to take it from two angles here because um, uh, I, I think it's, in some ways it's probably what you, what, what you want. Uh, but first of all, I mean, it's the Church of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ Himself, yeah. You know, I mean, we we are the mystical body of Christ. Uh, you know, we are the, we are the members, um, you know, of of His body. We, mm-hmm. you know, the hands, the feet, the eyes, the, the mouth. I mean, we we all make up this body of Christ. Um, but it is the body of Christ, right? And the simple fact that the church comes from Jesus. We mess up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, we we, we yeah. have a, a strong history mm-hmm. uh, of messing up. Uh, but it is the church of Jesus Christ, and, and Jesus keeps calling us back. You know, there's there, there's that image in, uh, in in the Old Testament in particular that we hear about over and over again. You know, the, of you know. Um, you know, calling uh, the children back. Uh, we hear in the scriptures about you know this the hen, uh, you know, watching yes, over yes. her brood, Brewed, bringing yes. them in. We see the the father uh, of the prodigal son mm-hmm. rushing out to cloak, uh, give him a cloak uh, and the ring. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you know, the fact that this is the Church of Jesus Christ um, gives me an incredible amount yeah. of hope. But it, but it also it takes the weight off my shoulders. Yeah, uh, that's I'm not yeah, alone in this. Yeah, I'm not alone. I don't have to be the savior. Yeah. You know, so that certainly uh, gives me a lot of hope. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing uh, that that probably gives me uh, a, a lot of hope is, you know, when I when I celebrate mass I, on Sunday, I look out and I I can't tell you what the you know what what the the largest uh, group what the largest age group is in church now uh, I know you know in some larger cities um, that's going to be a little bit different than mm-hmm. some of the farming communities uh, some farming communities are, are doing just fine um, I know of many farming communities in southern Minnesota uh, that you know people are moving to the bigger towns right uh, they're, they're moving out of the country 
But that started, you know, 50, 60 years right. ago. Yeah. I remember talking to uh, um, someone who's about retirement age now uh, that she, her dad would drive her around and he'd say, oh, that, that family used to have six kids and there aren't any kids there now. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that farm used to have two families and, you know, five and six. And um, now it's one, one family that's mm-hmm. there. And so, I mean, the, you know, that exodus of the, uh, the rural area uh, has started a long yes. time ago. I do see some of it coming back, though, and some of the, some of the farming communities and people moving back into the smaller <coughs> communities. And, uh, but I, I do understand what you're talking about, Father. But there is some growth in some of the other areas, and there is, and there is some people that are going back into farming. So that's a great, that's great news. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, that movement from the farming communities into the cities is a perpetual movement, that it's permanent. That's right. Um, I, I do think there's more and more people in the city that are saying, really, is this all that's cracked up to be? I exactly. Don't, I don't want to walk on concrete you know, you right. know, for 30 days before I and then walk they, on yeah. dirt. You know, they, they want to get out. Or going to, back to their roots, maybe, yep. you know, to some degree. Maybe not going back into farming completely, but at least going back to the small town and saying, this is really what I want. And I'm going to make some sacrifices to move away from the city yeah. so yeah i mean that's just that's that's great to to see that and i was just out at saint charles Borromeo uh, with father Buren and and mm-hmm. and it's a vibrant oh, yeah. uh, you know it's a smaller town but it's a, a farming community and and he has iota too so uh, it, it's just great to see good solid catholic families that are out there and and they're on fire for the church too so yeah you know i think one other thing that gives me a, a lot of hope um is you know, as you know, the church has been shrinking, and it has in the United States oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. don't think there's there's any question about that. I think it has awakened within us the need for evangelization, mm-hmm. and perhaps it started because we thought, hey, we don't want to see numbers shrink; we want to see numbers grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever the reason is, evangelization should be something that is part of our bones. Yes, absolutely. I mean that's that's part of, that's part of the Christian life. Um, you know, I, I almost feel sometimes like we have the mentality that w- that existed between uh, Catholicism and Protestantism, Protestantism for so long that you know, Catholics have the sacraments and Protestants have the Bible. Yeah. and so Catholics would stay away from the Bible, but no, but we have both. <laughs> exactly. I think there's also a sense sometimes that. You know, it's like you know, Catholics have uh, our, our our rituals, and evangelicals have their evangelization. No, we have both exactly, uh, and both of them are valuable. Yes. Well, I'm Michael Goldsmith, and I'm with Father Will Thompson here in Rochester at St. James Coffee. We have a great crowd here. If you have a question for Father, eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two, or on Facebook, you can send us in a question on. Facebook. We have a question here from a, a Facebook uh, listener. Hello, I'm Catholic. I am wondering the difference of what not, the difference or what not between Roman Catholic and Vietnamese Catholics. It would be nice to see Vietnamese culture at church, right? This would be a question that probably be better for my parochial vicar. Uh, yes. Uh, Father Tay Hong uh, uh, is Vietnamese in, in his heritage, born here in the U.S., but both of his parents are, are from Vietnam. Um, so, you know, with him, and I've got a classmate uh, who, uh, who's Vietnamese, um, and I just have known uh, people from Vietnam mm-hmm. uh, throughout my life. So, um, 
you know, yeah, there there is something great about it and uh, about about the Vietnamese culture. Uh, I've I've been in some parishes where they um, they have you know some bigger celebrations for Our Lady Lavang, mm-hmm. um, uh, Marian apparition right there in Vietnam. Um, you know, I mean, this doesn't necessarily affect our faith, but uh, they make wonderful egg rolls. Um, <laughs> yes, and, they do. Uh, you know, there's, you know, you know having that culture uh, pre- present in the, in the yes. parish, it, it lifts lifts us up. The first parish that I was at uh, had a, a strong Hispanic population and also a pretty strong Vietnamese population, mm-hmm. and it was always remarkable at the uh, the annual. A parish festival that they would they would come together and uh, they would have a significant presence and and I think that a lot of the Anglos who were there just thought you know this is this is wonderful yeah. and sometimes they didn't realize right. uh, that that those those cultures were present in the parish. Um, now you know the, having the Vietnamese culture present in every Catholic church um, you know isn't probably going to be helpful because they're. They're not necessarily right. everywhere, right. Uh, but where they are present, I've I've found them to be uh, just very warm. Uh, you know, always greeting uh, me as they come in and go out. Um, it took me a while, but I learned how to say the body of Christ uh, in in Vietnamese, mm-hmm. and and they just they just love it. You know, yeah, they they love it when I say it, even though I'm sure I'm still messing it up. Right. Uh, um, but, but bringing that culture in um, bring really tells us of of the of what the word Catholic means, right? Yeah. Universality. The body of Christ is throughout the world. We are called to evangelize to every creature of, that's what Jesus Christ gave us as his mm-hmm. mission before he left, along with teaching and, and, and bringing the sacraments in, and, and the church has grown from that. And it's yeah. been, I mean, that's what we are sending out missionaries. We are always finding we need to go to all corners of the earth. So when we find that and embracing that, I mean, you could talk to any missionary and probably really gain a lot from if you would go back and read some of the missionary saints mm-hmm. uh, and their lives about the beauty of coming into a culture and and then infusing yourself in that and and making Catholicism come into that and binding it together. We're seeing that probably more and more today because we're able, we're so freely to move back and forth. Mm -hmm. I've been to masses and stuff. I may not understand what's going on as far as words go, but I know what's going on in the mass Mm -hmm. because that's universal. Right. And so, you know, the culture... You can bring that with you if you Im- immigrate to some place, and and you will, and, and that culture can come in there. But you also have to, uh, you know, infuse yourself into the culture that's already there too. So the beauty goes both ways in, mm-hmm. in both of that. I don't I don't want to, you know, with that question, I don't want to put you know anything yeah. on that. But no, you know what I, I'm saying. And I, I want to clarify a little bit too. You know, part of the question was what's the difference? Yeah, you know, between, right, between right. Roman Catholic and Viet, uh, Vietnamese Catholic, and uh, in my experience, most Vietnamese Catholics are Roman Catholic. Yes, they have a different language. Uh, you know, they might have some different, um, um, you know, popular religion. Mm-hmm. You know, as we have the Rosary, and um, uh, we have the Stations of the Cross, mm-hmm. and we have some different things. But different cultures have different uh, expressions of popular religion. Um, so that 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 can be out there, um, and different prayers like and, and saints that they that they yep. adore and and uh, ask for intercession with. I mean, you know, there's certain ones that are universal, of course. But uh, we have another question here. We have uh, Marion sent in an email regarding the con- contraception discussion. I want to s- say NFP will work only if. A husband will abide by it after having given birth to babies who were only 11 months apart. 
because he only wanted his needs and desires met. I took the pill since I became seriously dehydrated with continued vomiting for many months. I believe a woman needs to be able to do what is necessary to be a good mother. Yeah, no, that's that's a difficult situation. Um, you know, there's... Uh, There's a a lot uh, that has been written about uh, just the the mindset, you know, Mm -hmm. that that comes in with with NFP. Um, And, you know, as as, as she points out, it's it's not as simple, you know, as you think. It's not as simple as, you know, for for many years it was, you know, the rhythm method. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes there's still that that mentality. Um, But even with some of the more scientific forms of natural family planning that are available right now... um, you know, it is still possible to have, you know, that contraceptive mentality mm-hmm. that goes along with it. And one of the great challenges with NFP is one of the great challenges that goes with marriage. It takes two. Two, right. It's, along it, with it having Christ two. as a center, yep. Yep. And and so, you know, I, I, I would just encourage a, a continued growth in the, the awareness of, uh, you know, some of the purposes of mm-hmm. marriage, so the, some of the purposes of the marital act. Mm-hmm. Um, um that's you know I I think in our world not just our culture right here but in our world uh, there there is a growing disconnect between the marital act and the natural right. results uh, of that of, mm-hmm. of, of having children right um, but but you can you, know, you can approach natural family planning just like you approach the pill or condoms or you know any other sort of birth control um, that it's simply a way of avoiding birth um, but that's you know, that that's not all that there is to it, uh, but there is that invitation to uh, you know prayerfully consider right. the spacing of births, prayerfully consider um, how it is that you are entering into union uh, with each other. That it's not you know it's not just to be able to have your needs right. met, and that is part of the the sacrament of marriage that the Catholic Church asks of you is to be open to children. I mean, that is part of the sacrament, and and you want to be, but this gives you the way to work together without the need of, uh, of medical things. Now, the church teaches that the pill in itself is not, it's intrinsically evil, and that if, if medically needed, it can, it can be applied. It's whether you're using it to actually, uh, Consciously mm-hmm. avoid pregnancy. That's where that's where the church teaches is different. You know, a lot of people don't understand that we're not. You know, condoms, of course, are that that in in its teaching is because that's just stopping the act, even during the act. Well, mm-hmm. the pill may be needed for somebody medically. It was that's what it was. But and so the church teaches that that it's it's not intrinsically evil in itself, but how it is applied. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I hope that maybe puts a little bit of light on that as far as that. I know it's not that simple. I've gone through it and with my wife, and we've done it. And it, and it takes commitment from both sides. Yep. And that's what a marriage is all about. If you're having trouble with that in your marriage, then maybe you need to seek some help, you know, with a priest or some other marital counseling so that you can work through that communicational gap. 
you know, because there's something going on that's more than just he wants his desires met. There's something else got to be, you know, there's there's always that, you know, and and I don't know the situation of this person, and I'm not certainly going to get into that, but, I mean, there's always that way that you can connect with your priest and help, you know, or maybe go on to something where somebody specifically uh, inclined. There's many, many Catholic uh, mm-hmm. people that are out there to help you. Yeah, no, and I don't want to, um, you know, belittle uh, the situation. It's it, it is it is difficult, mm-hmm. um, but I think one of the paths forward can be looking at what are some other expressions of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other ways that needs can be met? Um, you know, aside from the marital act, because you know later in life there will be times, you know, whether because of travel or health, um, that that won't be possible. Right. But that need for intimacy is still there. Marion, thanks for the question. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, prayers for you. Yes. Um, this, you know, it's 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 not it's easy. Difficult. It does take two. Uh, to make uh, the marriage work as yes. well as possible. Well, thanks to everybody for those who called in and wrote in questions. Reminder reminder that this happens every day at 9.30 Central, uh, Monday through Friday. Up next, we're going to be talking about married life and how you invest their time and their spouse in God. We're going to be talking with Peter and Teresa Martin. And later in the show, we'll have some fun events to check out during our 10-minute tour. So we'll be right back with Real Presence Live. <laughs> 